says the machine what's up to our sidekicks and henchmen out there in the geek nation i'm johnny destructo and you're listening to slash looking at the cult pop spoiler alert podcast uh, our weekly comic book discussion show where we talk about that week's books you may or may not be aware there are no books this week diamond distribution has ceased to send out to the local shops their books and a, a lot of the um Publishers have stopped even printing their digital books for the time being because of the COVID virus. Uh, so we thought it would be fun to get together and talk about a something that we've been wanting to do for a very long time, and we're just now getting to it. TKO Presents is a new publisher uh, slash distributor, and um, they have been working on and putting out two seasons of books so far. And the, the difference between the comics that you usually get at your comic shop and the TKO Presents publishing line is that they are doing what they're calling bingeable. See, people can see my air quotes now. Normally, it's just vocal. Um, look, at, it's bingeable um, releases. So basically, what you can do is, Noel, you'll see, uh, has oh, an issue of Fearsome Dr. Fang. I didn't know you guys were there. there you, you, so you hold up your issue. Oh, yeah, there. Yeah, do you also have one of the trades? So, you can you can either buy the single issues in one box or you can get the trade paperback on the same day or you can get their digital release. They're all released on the exact same day um, and it's really just a matter of your reading preference. So that's what we're gonna be talking about today. They sent us number one issues for all of their releases. So we decided to do an all TKO presents episode. As I said before, I'm Johnny Destructo. With me this week is Brian Lieb. Wave to the people. No, don't say anything. Just wave. You can say something. Hey! Hey! Hi, guys. Uh, Len Cruz Webb, a.k.a. The Bat Tribble. What's up? Highlight your boy. And Noel Bartocci, Mr. Bartocci on Twitter. Hi. Hi, guys. Thanks for joining Hi. me. Thanks for having us. It's funny. I say thanks for joining me as if you've just joined me and uh, you aren't always in my heart forever. Also, uh, we say like, thanks for joining me. Uh, meanwhile, we've been figuring out everything for the last hour and a half. Yes. <laughs> a lot of work has gone into this very yeah. shoddy production. Is there anything I, I didn't tell the people about TKO Presents? Is there anything you guys want to add? Well, there are um, a lot of smaller creators, you know, like people who are the, not entirely, but, you know, uh, I get the sense that it's like people who are starting out in the industry and doing their own thing, which is cool. Very cool. They, um, uh, so having, having ordered some of these books and, oh, did you, you did not mention what they're doing for local comic shops? Oh, oh I did it. One of the most important things. No, tell the people. Um, so, uh, due to all this, uh, COVID-19 outbreak or pandemic and, uh, shops and whatnot being closed for, uh, an unforeseen amount of time, 
what they're doing is if you purchase directly from their website, whatever format you prefer, um, and then in the like when you go to check out, you could mention your local comic shop in their dropdown or um, add it, and they will take fifty percent of the sales of what you're about to buy and give it directly to the the comic shop of your choice. Mm-hmm. So I did it uh, to support my local comic shop. Um, the owner's a little bit of a shithead, but the shop, I love it. It's uh, Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex. Uh, it was actually really, really easy to do. So I I went on there. I ordered two books. Uh, I His name was, or the shop, there wasn't there yet. So I quickly did a message. Hey, can you add this shop? Um, they were like, we'll get on it. In the meantime, here's a PDF of every first issue. Have fun. Um, yeah. But uh, they were great. And when they – like, first of all, it, t- it took no time at all to get my books. And in the package, they gave me a decal and a button. They're great. Oh, that's awesome. This that is cool. company that's is awesome. Good. And I'm even more, I'm even more uh, ingratiated to them because, spoiler, most, if not all, of these books were fantastic hmm. for me. Yeah, agreed. All right, so let's get started with the first book. So we're going to start with the Banks number one. Yeah. All right. And normally, normally with the show, I would say, and Diamond Comics has this to say about the issue. But since these aren't, you can't get them through Diamond Comics. TKO Presents has this to say about the Banks. From New York Times bestselling writer Roxanne Gay from The Hunger and Black Panther and artist Ming Doyle, The Kitchen, the women of the Banks family are the most successful thieves in Chicago. But during the heist of a lifetime, they must band together to avenge a loved one taken too soon. So um, this is a six-issue miniseries, uh, all one and done. You can get all of them, as we said earlier, in a myriad of ways. What did you guys think of this story? Len? I thought it was very cool. I thought it was pretty It was pretty dope. It, um, the artwork was, you know, um, was so- I think everything about it was solid. As a first mm-hmm. issue, I think it's an introduction to the story. So it felt like an introduction to the story. Um, so, you know, it gives you, it's like kind of like building a world of yeah. these women um, and giving you the, like the backstory. And I like that, you know, I, it was having fun playing with time going in and out of uh, flashbacks to kind of like fill in the gaps of these, um, these three women uh, and how they came to be the criminals that they are or will become without giving anything away. Um, so it was pretty dope. It, it actually felt like it actually felt like the first episode of a kind of like cool Netflix series. Yeah. So that's so I like that vibe. Um, it definitely had a more grounded. Um, world in which they lived in as opposed to all of the other TKO books which made it stand out from all the other TKO. I was like, is this are you sure this is TKO? But it was TKO. Um, so I, I enjoyed it. I think, I think the, actually the bad part about this and you know just being like, you know, like being real is that the cover of the book was not super inviting. Like the, I don't think the cover matches the. While it's by the same artist, I don't think it matches the the vibe and tone of the comic itself. It doesn't really sell it that well. Yeah, there, there's a me. yeah. Um, I I really like this issue. There's a it's it's um, 
it is the pilot of a really good television show or the first 20 minutes of a of a of a heist movie. Yeah, like kind of right. setting up the stakes. I really, really liked the the paradigm that they created that the writer created about you're seeing the flash you're you're seeing how this family was built while also seeing in real time how it's about to come back together. Yes. It took me a second to hmm. I had piece to piece that together. Yeah, well, I had to do the math in my head uh, that we were seeing the grandmother's story first. Right. And then right. we're about to see the mother's story at the very end of the first issue. So I'm hoping that they set up that paradigm throughout the whole series of we're eventually going to see um, the daughters kind of break from the story. Because by all accounts, we're kind of told that these women were more successful than the like the men in their family with mm-hmm. thieves, which I think is awesome. This is this was really fun. I like this a lot. It felt like the seventies when it was the seventies. It felt like real time when it was real time or uh, current day. I liked it. Mm. Um, yeah, this was the uh, this was the surprise hit for me of of these. Um, generally speaking, the closer that something takes place to the here and now, the real world, unless it's a comedy, the less interested I am. You know, not always, but that's just a general rule. And I found myself reading this and it's so dynamic and I got so like invested. It was close to the end of the book. And I was like, Oh, it's close to the end of the book already. Like right, it, right. You know, I'm just like breezing through. And like, I like that guy a lot, you know, he's, and um, I was a little disappointed to hear, I hadn't read the, the, the uh, synopsis and I was like, Oh no, <laughs> it doesn't go well for him. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. And, um, and the women are all like, very engaging and very like sympathetic, you know? Um, and it's very cool to have them, you know, the guy's got to go. So it can be a story of the generation, the women, right? The three well, women, you know? Is, uh, is that, so I didn't read the synopsis on almost all of these except one. And it was a major spoiler in the synopsis. So I just, it is. I didn't read are, it either. Are all the synopsis is spoilers for the first issues. <laughs> like, is that a trend we're going to end up seeing when we start reading these? Oh, I don't know. I didn't read them over. I just copied and pasted. Fearsome Fang is literally the the spoiler is the synopsis. Oh, well, let me ask really? you. This, let me ask you this, guys. Mm-hmm. Does it matter if the first issue was is a little spoiled? The only reason we're reading it number one and then having to wait for the rest of it is because we got free issue number ones from TKO. Everyone else who was purchasing from them is buying all six issues in one shot they're buying the trade paperback or they're buying the entire thing digitally. So does the first issue really, does it matter if it's spoiled because yeah. you already have the whole trade? Yes, it does. It's not, like they need you to hear, it's not like they need you to have the cliffhanger at the end of issue one in order to get you to buy issue two. Um, I think it does matter only uh, more so in the, in the instance of fearsome Fang than it does in this. This is, you kind of knew like when people are thieves, someone's going to go down eventually. That's fine. Yeah. But with Fang, you didn't have to say that this person is not who they seemed in the second line of the like unnecessary. But yeah. This, yeah, sure. And I don't, I don't know if, I don't know if that's the best business model. If you're like, fuck the first issue, they're bought in. Like, yeah. I, I think you have to just kind of be coy around it, right? Yeah. And yeah. I also think, in regards to this issue, if I read that some. Um, you know, kind of like that synopsis, and it's saying that they're trying to avenge the loss of somebody. Right. Nobody is lost in this first issue. So right. now, I assume it's the I assume it's the grandfather maybe, or dad, but I guess maybe, I don't. Have to know maybe that. it's the white boyfriend. Maybe it's the grandmother. We don't know. 
Yeah. Well, well something, tell, something tells me you're not the grandmother because this is about three generations of crooks. I mean, and they, she can get killed yeah. and then they're like, what? What? No, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, that still would have spoiled it a little bit for me. Um, I do see your viewpoint uh, that, you know, if you're buying the whole thing, you know, does it really matter? But I still think you got to be like selective. I think if hmm. even you could spoil like that synopsis could basically say this is telling the story of the three generation of thieves which is while a little bit of a spoiler as you read the book you kind of see where it's going so yeah, yeah. it's not that big of a spoiler when you watch crime dramas there's three of them <laughs> when you watch a crime was that i do you i didn't hear what you had last said because i cut you off i'm sorry Oh, no, I didn't figure it out. It was like towards the end of the book. And I was like, oh, there's three of them. <laughs> there's three generations. Same <laughs> thing. Same thing. I guess because I'm not good at math. I was like, oh, wait a minute. Which one's which one's which? Which which time period is for which character? Is this the same woman as before? Or is this, who? what's happening? I don't understand I mean, I, how years work. In the the last like the last when when the she started training her daughter in like 72, I was like, oh, this is her mom. Okay, yeah, her mom's daughter. <laughs> But but uh, to, your, to your point though about a spoiler or whatnot, with a story like this, when you're watching, when you go and watch a crime drama, there's very specific things that just happen. Yeah, the only spoiler or surprise is who they happen to. Exactly. Yeah. Like it's it's one of those it's one of those um, genres that there's no real originality or options for originality yet. It's really just how well you tell the story. Not yeah. we're going to tell a new one. This is not new, but it's just very well done. It's very solid. This would all be in the trailer for the movie. And yeah, all of this would be in the trailer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This um, would, this would, a lot of people would still consider this new though, because it's it's not too often, um, especially because this does have such a cinematic um, uh, mm -hmm. scope style. to it. At least, yeah, and styling to it. It's not too often in movies where you have not one, not two, but three yeah. black women who yeah. are crooks they are decidedly against the law you know what i mean yeah, so kind of so, moral too like there's a more than kind of moral i mean they show it in the gut like they don't they're they're a little robin hoodish you know what i mean uh well, no, maybe not robin hood gave it away they're not giving it away but to know. be fair to be fair too like that's just the logistics of the story this type of story is not new like exactly. it's the, the spin right. of it is the fact that it is three strong African-American women all throughout the sixties to present day and their specific perspectives. And that it's you know, three like, is kind of what, a twist. What is, huh? And that it's three is kind of a twist, you know, rather than, rather than two. Like a lot of times you'd see a, a daughter that rebelled against the mother and come back, not a generational legacy, that kind of thing. I like this. Yeah. This was good. What about you, JD? Well, I liked it for the most part. I think the writing was great. Um, I really enjoyed the story. The, the dialogue and everything felt very naturalistic, and I believed all the characters. But I do think the art, while for the most part is very competent, mm. is a little on the bland side, and some of the posing is a little static. Uh, people, you know, walking. Mostly, mostly it's when you see a full body in space, in the space around it, that... Uh, Things feel a little static and a little dry. A little um, stiff. Uh, little stiff. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, 
the acting when you know you have medium shots of the characters and you mostly only see them from the waist up and they're doing gesticulating i think it looks great um it's really like the establishing shots where you see people walking in space i think the backgrounds are a little sparse um mm -hmm. it doesn't like for instance chicago illinois 1968 i'm looking at um the bus station and there's no debris detritus there's it just mm -hmm. looks like you know, a um, architecture's drawing as opposed to a place that exists um, yeah. and feels lived in. Other than that, I think it's great. I, I really was impressed with this and yeah. I'd love to read more of this and or watch it. It feels very much like uh, a TV show or something. Nice. Uh, guys, this applies to all of the books. Little thing. I think it's cool that they have the, the uh, accreditation pages. TKO presents a world by. And then yes. I, yeah. I think it's a cool intro. Yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of little nifty um, slick things that they've done across all these books. We can pick at like these, these are well products. I think that's actually very cool because in in this world of comics, so many people are used to shared universes. It's just letting yeah. you know that this is a universe. Each book is a universe in and unto itself. Oh, that's a good point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, yeah. So what's next? Well, I'll tell you what's next. It's sentient number one by Jeff Lemire and Gabriel Walta from Eisner award-winning award from Eisner award winners, Jeff Lemire of black hammer and Gabriel Walta from the vision. When an attack kills the adults on a colony ship, the onboard AI Valerie must help the ch ship's children survive the perils of space. Can Valerie rise to the task? Holy God damn it. That's a huge spoiler. That's a huge <laughs> That entire thing is a spoiler, and I'm glad I didn't read it ahead of time because when I finished this book, I went, "Oh shit!" Can we? Can we? Like before yeah. we read these, can we? Can we just go, uh, like read them slightly ahead and just do like the first line? Because I don't. Do we want to spoil them that hard? In the I guess it doesn't matter. It's spoiler alert, isn't it? I mean, well, I, I think, think that it's spoiler alert and we're reviewing the first episodes. Yes. And anybody who's going on to TKO Presents to order one of these books is probably going to read that anyway. Yeah. So um, this was probably my favorite of all of the options. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, I'm not I'm an on again, off again fan of Jeff Lemire. But uh, this is an on again uh, book for me. I thought this was fantastic. The... Um, the pressure that builds throughout this entire first issue is palpable. Um, it's really well crafted. The, the art is for the most part, amazing. I think it's one of the better looking books, uh, of, uh, of the, um, our options today. And, um, the writing is fantastic. Um, I, I can't, this, this is definitely my favorite of all of the books. What did you guys think, Brian? Uh, I liked it. Uh, maybe second favorite uh, total, but um, that's it's a high mark. You know, it was it was really good. Uh, gut wrenching towards towards the end. You know, you really built up an affinity for the characters. Um, the art was phenomenal. It has elements of kind of a kind of a seventies sci fi, like the austerity kind of mm -hmm. uh, you know minimalism of that kind of thing. Like on the cover, you know, the cover is great. The cover is a huge spoiler, but only after it's not a spoiler because only after you know what happens. Um, really interesting premise. Um, this one, this was a real rough issue, but uh, yeah, you know the whole idea of like the ship will now be raising them for 
who knows how long it's going to be. They could be adults by the time they get to that colony that they're looking to get to. Uh, the whole idea of being in that, that uh, no communication zone for a while, they could wind up, they could stay there for a while. The ship could be like, let's just chill here. Enough with the dangers of the outside, you know? Um, so overall, yeah, real fascinating, emotionally engaging, and a real interesting premise. I liked it. Yeah, the, the the aesthetic was, I was telling JD last night, the aesthetic of this is very much like um, the first Alien movie, like a very practical yes. and, and grimy version of the future. And the the coloring is very difficult to kind of get used to right away because it almost looks muddled, mm. but yeah. it's oddly effective halfway through the issue. Like it's really, really nice. I love I, everything about this book. I love the, the look of it. I thought the coloring just, it, help create this very lived in um, world for it to be, you know, obviously in the future, um, it's still, it, it grounded the sci-fi of it yeah. to me. Um, I love that the, the cast as it were of this, of this book is multi, uh, multi uh, racial. I love that. Um, I love the, the ju juxtaposition of the re the different relationships between parents and kids that you you read in the beginning, um, this was uh, and I'm too like like JD kind of like hit or miss with Jeff Lemire, but this like blew me away. And this yeah. along with the banks was probably the easiest read for me. It was just like yeah. breezy, yeah. and I was I was hooked right from the beginning and it and it took me solidly to the end really yeah i'm probably gonna i because i i this is one of the trades that i decided to buy i'm probably going to finish this today this right. was just really really good um what it wasn't it was at the top but it wasn't my favorite or at least it wasn't as surprising i think i had more i think i had higher expectations for this one and they were just, ah. they were just met yeah. um yeah. i also have like a wishy-washy relationship with jeff lemire stuff yeah. i do have um, Black Hammer ready to go probably during this uh, Black during Hammer this that I'll read ah, because I, everyone keeps telling me, especially you, Len, you're just like Black Hammer. I just fin I just finished Black Hammer last week and yeah. I'm almost mad that I'm finished it because now I walk around my house and look at it. I'm like, it's too soon to read it again. Question. <laughs> well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. There's like 19 Black Hammer miniseries. Yeah, but I, I but I've I read the the main series and probably outside of Sherlock Frankenstein and Justice League Black Hammer. I don't know. I looked at the other ones and I'm like, eh, I think I'm good. Yeah, isn't okay. it isn't it the, the main series is actually only like twenty issues or something like that? Like a little over, yeah. Yeah, because okay. it's it's like two big books, or it's gonna be two big books, like the first twelve and then the next twelve, and then after that it's just the umpteen miniseries. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, uh Guys, I really like on in this book. Uh, Sentient. Are we going to talk about this one now? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know we were we were going back to the book that we were. Supposed to uh, I like the. Uh, there's like well defined uh, black lines, coupled with this like soft focus. Mm. Everything. It's an interesting pairing. Um, I like the soft focus, and I like what it does to the feel of of this world. Um, you know, it's it's very high tech, but it I think it goes uh, toward grounding it, like you were talking about. Then, yeah, I love Gabriel. Yeah, Mark I remember. Sorry, 
Oh, so earlier today when I started reading it, I sent Noel a message because I know he has the hardcover to read on paper. And um, I'm reading it digitally oh, here. And I said, is this artwork supposed to be this fuzzy or is this just like they uploaded a low a low res PDF? Because that happens a lot. If it's a low res PDF, the artwork itself will be fuzzy, but anything that is in vector that is created in Illustrator, um, it comes through very crisp. And so that's happening here. There's this dissonance happening where the artwork, which looks like watercolor and ink, um, is then laid on top of with illustrator vector art that creates the word bubbles and mm -hmm. the text and th those do not feel like they are of the same um style so it kind of pulls me out and i wish that the text they i wish that the letterer had done something to make the text look more of the world that th is in yeah. I hear you. I hear you. yeah the yeah there is a the, between the the lettering and the the picture i i guess i it didn't bother me so much because I was in, but as soon as you pointed yeah. out, I was like, yeah, it's there. But um, there was something similar like that to um, Walta's work on the vision. Yeah. Where it did, it did have that kind of fuzzy, um, almost memory like depiction mm -hmm. of the story, which this also did. Yeah. But it is a little jarring. Other than that, this book is fantastic. I'm sorry, Brian. Oh, no. um, I wonder if this will jump ahead a significant amount of years in the next mm -hmm. issue. You know, it kind of seems like it would actually, because in the very end, she's like the narrator, I think is the girl that we meet in the beginning and says something about how like, and then this is how it was now, you know, yeah. almost like she barely remembers the time before. Yeah. 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 Um. Do you guys feel a sense of dread now that this AI has been unleashed and is no longer, um, no. having the protocol of murder? No, no I don't at all. No, I think she'll take care of them. Yeah, actually, that's not how I read it at all. They don't no. have the protocol of murder. It's protect the children at all costs. Mm-hmm. She not, really doesn't want to murder anybody, you know? If anything, her, her overbearing protection is going to be the antagonist of the story, not we have to fear this this AI, which, yeah, it, which is totally cool. Yeah, because okay. I actually love the, 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 the idea that after the AI is made by us for right reasons to have to kill someone, the AI itself is basically saying, okay, can you please put back in my protocols? I don't want to keep doing this. Yeah, Understand yeah. that I had to do this. This was a one-off. Let's make this a one-off. Somebody hit the button so I can go back to, you know, being nice Val. Yeah. You know, I don't want to be bloody Val. Yeah. Now, do you guys, I don't know if any of you watched it, but um, there was a Netflix uh, movie, I believe, I believe it was called Mother. I'm not entirely yes. sure. Yes, I haven't seen it. But it, ooh, brutal. That's a brutal page. But um, yeah, uh, it's, a, it's another story, a sci-fi story where a young girl is being raised by an artificial intelligence mm -hmm. locked away in a bunker mm -hmm. underground, I believe. Um, did you guys see that? No. I think I, I, think I did see that. I saw the trailer I, for it. I seen the yeah. I'm trying it's to remember that I right? it. It was pretty interesting. It was pretty good. But yeah, yeah, it definitely reminded me of. I was thinking of that while reading this. Yeah, this was good stuff. This was definitely yeah, was good. Awesome. The, the artwork, like you like you all mentioned, the yeah, I I felt the difference in the lettering, um, and and that I didn't have as much of an issue with it on this one. There are other books that we will talk about where some of that disconnect 
individuals played a part in my uh, enjoyment mm-hmm. a lot more. It's like a teaser for a complaint. I'm excited. <laughs> All right. Spoiler alert. So next up is Pound for Pound um, by Nat- Natalie Chides and Andy Bellinger. Underground MMA fighter Danny Libra fears nothing except for the recurring blackouts that spark memories of a bloody past. When her sister is kidnapped, Danny must shine a light on the darkness in her own mind. But how long can she keep her own demons at bay? Um, this is a book that I actually got to read all of. Uh, I had bought the entire trade paperback, so I thought it would be good just to have at least one full story in the bank. Um, and uh, this is a very, very strange book. Um, it starts off kind of like a crime noir story. Uh, all of the dialogue is very ham-fisted, heavy-handed, um, kind of, um, you know, just very dramatic. And then as it goes, it gets more and more, I would say, Tarantino-esque or... Um, Robert Rodriguez. Robert Rodriguez, very much so. Like, um, this is, if you ever saw um, Grindhouse, mm-hmm. this is a Grindhouse comic book, I would say, if I had to categorize it. Um and uh, the, the, the further it goes, the wackier it gets, the crazier the turns. Um, I wasn't sure for a while if I was enjoying it, but then I decided, yeah, this is pretty fun. I'm enjoying this book pretty much. So uh, what did you guys think of Pound for Pound? Noel? Um, I kind of loved it. Mm-hmm. Like uh, this first issue, like first of all, the very first page of our main character getting like knocked the fudge out, it <laughs> it immediately reminded me of steve dillon in a weird way okay and i was or like a almost if like uh it was it's like the total detail like the the tons and tons of detail like a like a chris burnham mm-hmm. right, but right. the facial features uh and a motive of like uh steve dillon and i just loved the art so mm-hmm. i was in on that level and then i just kind of became ingratiated to this boxer or to this fighter this incredibly strong, awesome female fighter and her backstory as she goes dark. Mm-hmm. She has these fits of rage where it's just, she can't be controlled. And I loved it. I really, really loved it. Of all the books we read, this is this is one of two that I can't wait to finish. Nice. Yeah, this was great. Yeah. I liked it a the lot. The artwork reminded me of um, very much of Stray Bullets by David Lapham. Um, which is a, oh, a, a long, one. long-running crime comic book. Um, and the interesting thing is, is the in the first issue, I wasn't super enamored with the artwork, hmm. but there is a switch that happens around issue three that is, I almost went back, I, not almost, I went back and checked to see if it was an entirely different artist because the inking gets so much tighter and there's so much, um, the lines get a lot more delicate and the detail gets a lot more uh, intricate, but it just looked like the artist hit hit his stride, uh, Andy Bellinger. And um, yeah, it, it really takes off around issue about two or three, I think. There's some wonderful details in here too. Like he captures he captures the details of her cauliflower ear because she's a boxer. Yep. Yes, yes. Um, but he doesn't forget about it. So even when she's foreground or background, it's still there. Like. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's a very detailed book, but not in a distracting way, just in a like a like care was taken. And I, I really, really appreciate that. I like it a lot. 
Yeah, the, the, the detail is, I noticed that with the cauliflower ear and it, that it remained consistent throughout all of the pages because I always kind of like look for something like that. Um, uh, and also the detail in just the world building, you know, from from the uh, from the trailer to like the streets to when she has to go to like this big drug dealer's place to where they are in this underground MMA type of type yeah. of situation, like you feel you feel that you are in each of one of these environments. Um, you JD and name checking Dave Lapham from Straight Bullets. That's actually a good a good call. Me myself, one I love the art from the from the get go, but it. it it's funny, it reminded me of a more intricate, mature uh, uh, Dan DiCarlo, the artist from Archie. Like for some reason, oh. I, I was looking at it and it, 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 it gave me like, you know, like a, a even more visceral Archie feeling. I can see that. Can see that. If, if he would just add, just add a, le a, a level of detail in the lines on a face and yeah. the, the, the like lips and, yeah. and eye wrinkles, then yeah, it would totally be there. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and that's what, and, and that I think is what really like locked me into this book so that even when it went like a little left and all of a sudden she's like pulling on the, like the luchador mask when she's about yeah. to go ham, I'm like, you know what? I think I'm in on this joint. I'm I'm in. I am in for this book. This book was so much fun. I enjoyed it a great, great deal. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah. That is that is dope, man. So so far we're three for three. We are three for three. We're there. TKO is a total knockout right now. Did Brian say what he does? He like it? I did. So uh, I haven't mentioned. I haven't mentioned it one way or the other. Oh. Yet. Here it comes. So, um, fuck this book. <laughs> Classic Brian. I took I took a shit on one book, a physical shit, and this is the one. Yeah, yeah. ruined my iPad, but I did it. Um, my so, name's Brian, and you've been leaved. Brian. <laughs> um. So I didn't notice. Uh, no, when you pointed out the splash page that it opens with. I noticed this before. It's a very cool detail where you see the trail of the woman who's knocking out her fist come from around her back in in front of her, changing color as it, you know, like almost a Doppler effect of it hitting that. And then the reverse of the uh, mouth guard, like bouncing out. That is really cool. You know, that is very cool. Yeah. Um, I am, I'm glad to hear, J.D., that you said it gets weirder and weirder because that is the coolest element of this book. And I felt wasn't so much in the first issue, but there were hints of it. But it's the first issue. You know, that's cool. Yeah, right. It, it gets very me of, much like Garth Ennis in The Boys or maybe Preacher. I haven't read uh, good. those, but I'll take your word. Yeah, it's nuts. Yeah. Um, good, good, good. At the very beginning of Preacher, but um, never read The Boys. Um, yeah. the uh, there was a book that we reviewed a, a few months ago, and I don't remember what it was called, but it was um, it was like a woman trying to trying to erase all all of her marks on the world, and she was being hunted down, and she had a companion who was like a, a human body, but the head was a bird cage with the skull of a bird in it. You remember that? Very cool book, and has a similar kind of feel. They're both um at least slightly surreal worlds. Oh, was that Coffin Pound? That's what it was. 
yeah, yeah. You, you really liked that. I really did. Like, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was the only one that liked it as much as I did, but but I really liked it. And this kind of has a similar, you know, Grindhouse, but I didn't see Grindhouse, but uh, with like a, a bit of um, unreality in it, you know, not our yeah. reality in it. Very heightened. Um, heightened reality, yeah. 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 Um, but, but also I think a sense of like some weird shit going down, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. uh, in the desert, in the sparseness and austerity of the desert. And that's a cool, you know, kind of environment for some weird shit to go down in. Um, so, uh, yeah, interesting, interesting book. All right. Let's move on to Eve of Extinction. Number one, Sal Simone, Steve Simone, Isaac Goodhart and Maria Nguyen. And Nick Varela. It's Sal, I think. Sal, what yeah, I say? Sal. You, Sal. I think you said, yeah. You said oh, like Sal, Sal, Simone, and Steve Simone. And Sal. is that is that Simone or Simeon? Simeon. Salvatore and Steve Simeon. Simeon. Okay, cool. Uh, I know a lot of people uh, saw the cover of this and they thought it was Gail Simone. <laughs> but it's not. It's Sal Simeon. The rain brought something. Something that changed the men into something inhuman. To rescue their stranded daughter, two mothers must survive the hurricane and the horrors it's unleashed. Can they work together long enough to save their only child? I don't know. I only read first issue, but it was great. Um, this was the last one I got around to reading. And uh, it's got a John Carpenter's The Thing sort of um, vibe to it, mixed with like maybe a zombie apocalypse. <clears throat> Or actually, I guess more appropriately, uh, the Rick and Morty episode. What were those called? Um, the Cronenbergs. Well, the Cronenberg universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the yeah, only where everybody is sort of this Cronenberg body horror monster. Uh, and so this this rain is bringing this, um, I guess, disease that mutates people. And um, of course, it's got a little bit of real world politics in that. Uh, the uh, the earth is warming and so the polar ice caps are melting and it's unleashing all new viruses and all new yeah. organisms that are going to affect us. Um, and I thought uh, this was really great as well. This is this TKO man is really, really killing it. Um, this is a great end of the world book. Um, and I'm really excited to see where it goes from here. I really liked all of the characterizations. I liked the relationships that it's developing between um, the mother you know, her, her um, biological mother uh, was dealing with addiction and had gone away and was trying to get clean. And so I guess they left, uh, she left her daughter with her friends uh, who are a couple who have been watching her ever since. No, no. I think the dad no, no. is her dad. I think yeah, the dad's the biological. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Oh, so the biological dad is now yeah. with a new woman. He and they are raising the daughter. And so... Um, the biological mom is just now coming into the picture and getting a little bit of, um, you know, FaceTime with her daughter and trying to reconnect. And then, of course, the rain brings monsters. So uh, what did you guys think, Brian? Um, I thought it was a, I thought the story was very well told. It's not the kind of story that that grabs me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, I thought it was it was well done. And it, I, I'd like to add another uh, sort of probably not influence, but just similarity, a little Why the Last Man. I haven't personally read it, but just the idea that like women only are going to be the protagonists, um, except Why the Last Man. I did not <laughs> understand that from the story until I just read the the, the mm. um, synopsis. Synopsis, I, yeah. 
I mean, I was like, how come, how come they're running in the rain? I guess you have to be in the rain longer. I didn't realize it was a male only uh, transformation. I got that at the end. And then I, I pieced back together that the, the woman on the ship was the one that was there. And she was like, you guys are it already. You just don't know it. Yeah. That's when I, that's when it tipped off for me too. It's just like, Oh, women are, aren't susceptible to whatever this is. Right. Right. And, uh, which yeah. made me sad because I liked the dad a lot. And then I realized at that point, like, yeah. oh, you're the first victim of this horror movie. Yeah. That was, a, yeah. That was a bummer. He seemed like a pretty cool guy. He was but, a great dude. Yeah. Yeah. But the, the relationship I bet playing out between the mother and the other mother. Stepmother. Um, well, yeah. But I got the, consider her her mother. You know, it's. I got the impression yeah. that this, this, this blonde woman raised this girl. Like for a while, the mother has been out of the picture for at least a decade. So that is interesting. Like clearly, a lot of tension there because mm -hmm. the blonde mother cares a lot for her. But then you know when when stuff starts to go down, she's like, "Oh my God, Claire! I forget the woman's name, but oh my God, I don't want you to die." You know? Oh my God! So oh, my, oh my God! Um, <laughs> well, I yeah. So the two of them with the daughter could be a real cool setup. I liked this, but the. It, it reminded me of like 10 other things. So I was a little less like enamored with it. Mm -hmm. Like it reminded me of walking dead. It reminded me of 28 days later. It reminded me of, of Cronenberg. It reminded me of why the last man, like it, it was. And it also reminded me of um, the Luna brothers girls. Oh yeah. yeah. It remind, and even the art kind of looked very Luna. Uh, um, yeah, it, does. it reminded me of so many things that I kind of kept, getting taken out a little bit not saying that it had to be like something totally fresh it's just yeah. the first issue felt a touch like a chore because it's like oh i've seen this before yeah. i've seen this but in a in a slightly negative way now with that said though it's still interesting enough to kind of keep going because i want to know what happens to the daughter she's in a lockout so like it's it's classic horror movie kind oh, of scenario yeah. right um and i did really like the premise too with the idea where because the polar ice caps are melting, new organisms are being introduced into our ecosystem, and hurricanes are stronger and moving towards areas that they weren't supposed to. So you've got like this, I think it's a very original kind of perfect cocktail for body horror, the idea of these new organisms being uh, transmitted through um, harsh weather patterns that we yeah. constantly keep going through because the earth is changing climate. I think that's really, really cool. Yeah. Um, I want to see the second issue. I want to see like a, a ramp into it. Less setup, just go. Well, I thought that as a first issue, um, this, this was the one that felt the most like a first issue written for a first issue because it, um, it has like the whole build up with the flashback in the beginning and then yes. kind of like takes you into present day, you know, like, you know, facts of life type of situation going on, like almost a, a, a CW show for a little bit before the payoff at the end. So this was the one that actually felt like an actual, like, you know, like this is our trailer for the story to get you to get you locked in. So is that I, good I, or bad? As far as a first issue, I think that is good, um, and I and I think it's enough to sell you on buying. Okay, either continue buying the story, or if you have the option, getting the whole story as one is in in a trade or hardback. So, mm -hmm. so I actually think that that's fine. Um, the, the 
and the art, like you mentioned the Luna Brothers, it definitely is reminiscent of the Luna Brothers. I think it's a little bit uh, tighter and I, I enjoyed it a little bit more than the Luna Brothers. Coloring I would everything. say it's the Luna Brothers mixed with Mike Norton. Yeah, yeah that's a good one. That's a good one too. It's um, a little more angular than the Luna Brothers usually is. Yeah. What took me out of it though was the, the um, computer wording, you know, like on the special effects and the the there it is the, the the thought you know the the captions and everything like that the the um the bubbles the word well, bubbles that took me out of it Len, because I see what you're saying sometimes like cough gasp that is a font right right yeah and Len, the text the text bubbles are also very yeah the, they're the, fonts like, mixed with Illustrator effects. Yeah, but then he also the artist is actually in there as well, drawing sound effects sometimes as well. Yeah, so there's this interesting thing happened where they're they're doing a bunch of different text options. But maybe I think like even that one where the it looks more like it's the artist drawing, but because it's because he did it as like a um like a computer effect on there, it still took me out of it. It still didn't feel as one with the art. You like know what I mean? all the layers, all the layers aren't meshing very well together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But not yeah. unlike how you said with sentient, it's like it's the the text boxes were like a layer on top of the art. This is like three or four layers, and they're not blended very well together. Yeah, and and I just took, th that just took me out of it uh, a little bit, especially considering that middle part. Especially considering in the in the beginning, at least if it's there, I didn't feel it as much because the the setting is so dark and, and stark. Um, and I love the whole intro with these guys having to land on this ship and you feel like this empty ship. That it, and, and if that doesn't like scare you, especially when you hear about in the world we're living in today where there are actual ships that can't dock, you know, um, that is like very, I was like very like, you know, like, you Fuck know, Florida. you know what I mean? But, They're like, um, we're not going to take in your sick. Like what? What? Well, I mean, they, they, look, man. There's there's some mitigating. I can, I can approve. Eleven people. I can do. I can appreciate. You know, this is. I don't want to get too real world right now, <laughs> but I can appreciate <laughs> with the way that this world is going right now, yeah. and with the news changing almost freaking hourly. That if you are trying to get a control on what is happening where you are. I don't care if it's one, two, 11. I don't care how many other people it is coming into my situation. One person can mess up my whole program that I've got going on here. And I can appreciate yeah. somebody having to make a very hard call on some of that type of stuff. So I'm not going to knock too many people. Um, I'm going to knock Florida. Okay. Well, you, you've got this thing about Florida. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Oh, you're from there. You're from Florida, right? No. I lived there for a very, very long time. Okay. Oh, because I thought Chicago was your hometown. I, it is. Hmm. Okay. But I went to high school in Florida. Okay. All right. Hey, do you guys, when you know mentioned that they were in a lockdown in the school, do you guys think any main characters will be men who need to stay out of the rain? You know what I mean? Oh, I like, hope so. That yeah, would be sure. interesting. You know, like somebody who's with them, you don't want to leave them behind because you're a human being, but... He's an imminent liability, you know, like the dude that yeah, we've um, got that we've got that new yeah. not quite boyfriend character. Yeah, I, I, mm -hmm. I, dead. 
Do you think also? Do you guys notice that? I think he's gonna die hard. Yeah, you might. I haven't read ahead, but I, I, he's he's victim. Yeah. Um, I noticed also when we were looking back through it that the men in the end, when they turn, they're saying things that they're angry about, which is not something I picked up on in the first the first read. Um, So it's toxicity. Maybe. Although these are like that. Dad is probably a good guy. You know what I mean? Or he was, but now this is bringing out some kind of anger-related monstrosity. The dad was a good guy, but he definitely read like someone who had a lot of stuff pent up. You know, oh, like he was, which I can imagine if he's somebody who had a relationship with someone and then for whatever reason, things go left and now he has to raise his daughter. There's a lot of stuff that you sometimes can't say for, um, for sake of, you know, raising your daughter and not wanting to paint too bad a light of the mom yeah. or the situation. Yeah. So yeah. I can imagine, and the, the woman that he is with, she certainly seems like she has a type A personality, which can <laughs> probably be a little grating as well. So he definitely read yeah. as somebody who tamps down a lot of a lot of his emotions. He was, he was a little mellow, you know, and mellow is not the right word, but yeah, yeah. The other thing I will say about this book and... Forgive me, JD, because I'm just going to straight up admit it. I did not quite make it to the end of this book. And that's because this book had to deal with body horror. Uh, I don't do well with body horror. No kidding. And I, I made it through the beginning and it was uh-huh. cool. But then when I said, you know, when I saw dad and he got the, he got the, the, the nasty pink eye, I say, oh, this next page is not going to be pleasant. And and I saw that next page, and I saw a couple of pages after that. Yeah, I, I I said, you know what? I think I formed enough of opinion that I can offer <laughs> up an opinion on the show. I don't yeah. need to finish this book. So oh I finish this book. Yeah, I I love the body horror. Um, my favorite. As you know, with a spoon. <laughs> my um, it. It was kind of a bummer, right? So the the husband's outside and he's collecting the trash or whatever, and he comes back in, and he has mutated, and he's coming to kill them, and they have to, they have to, they what? They stab him in the back and then beat him with a frying pan until his head explodes. Yeah. And then the wife goes, "Why is that thing wearing Eddie's clothes? He's probably still out there. We just have to find him." And I was like, "Oh, you poor baby. Yeah. You don't realize that's your <laughs> husband yet." Yeah. Uh, and that was a that's a great little little touch, man. I thought that was is. really kind of emotional. Of like, well, my husband's still out there. This thing stole his clothes, and it's just so, I hope it's so it ridiculous. But then I guess when you compare it to the ridiculousness of, oh yes, my husband who I just saw thirty seconds ago has lumbered back in a monster. You know, it's well, it's kind of funny. It, I hope that they continue for the rest of the book, but it sets up a really really great dynamic where the put together woman is. She's a scientist. Is completely mm-hmm. thrown apart by the fact that this is wild and un- yeah. unrational, I- irrational. Yeah. Whereas the ex junkie who's seen it all is like, "Nah, bitch, let's go." Like, yeah. you do this when you do this. I've seen this movie. Yeah. So, like, it's cool that immediately the uh, the roles were reversed, where this level of authority is shot down to the ground, and they're there. Yeah, uh, that was really cool. That's interesting. Yeah, I like that. Um, yeah, another another good book. Uh, let's see. I am what grabbing. I will tell you, it is Sarah. Um, maybe I'm trying to bring it up. Uh, Sarah, which you kind of, 
for some reason, I guess, felt like like their all-star book because you got Garth Ennis and Steve Lieber. Well, that's know, the reason. There. No, it's Garth yeah. Ennis and Steve Epting. Steve Epting, that's what I meant. Steve, Steve Epting, yeah. From People Garth you have heard Epting, of. Preacher, yeah. The Punisher, The Boys, and Steve Epting, Velvet, Captain America, in the cold winter of 1942, Soviet sniper Sarah and her comrades fight against Nazi invaders. But as the fighting intensifies, can their squad survive? Inspired by true events. I did not know that. Um, this was also great. Uh, one of the things that Garth Ennis is very, very good at is war stories. Yeah, um, yeah. When you know, sometimes some of his um, creator-owned stuff gets very, very ridiculous, um, a little out of hand. Um, it's not quite for me sometimes. Like the boys, uh, it seems like he's almost trying to outgross himself every episode. But this is chef's kiss. It's a wonderful Garth Ennis war story stuff. And basically we are here with a bunch of female Russian soldiers who are um, sort of um, tucked away, ready to fight uh, the Nazis when they show up. What did you guys think of this book? Noel. Um, I thought this was like a nine masterpiece. So I finished the whole thing uh, in, oh. in one go. Um, it's one of the better war stories I've ever read, which is a very difficult, um, it's a difficult genre to get into. Um, and it's not praised enough in comic books. Uh, Garth Ennis seems to be the only one that is doing it regularly by virtue of his namesake. He moves from publisher to publisher that will just make these books for him. Like it, it was like yeah. dynamite for a hot second. And then some other unknown publisher that would, that would throw any artist at him so he can make his own stories. Um, this was, this was gorgeous. It was wonderful. Um, I love the level of detail that, mm -hmm. that he uh, adds to this. Like, and not just like the level of detail in the, um, in the art so much as in the story. So like, the way that they have sleeves that cover their hands because of the cold, the way that they um, um, wrap their muzzle, the way that they uh, are set up positions as snipers, the way that the Soviet Union is treating women during the war efforts, the fact yeah, that they are yeah. using them more than any other country really is in tanks and planes and whatnot, but they refuse to put them in infantry. Right. Like all and, things are spectacular. And a tank drove into the house that they have to live in. So they just covered it with a tarp and just yeah. were like, all right, your women will be fine. Yeah, they wanted to give the women private space. So they put them in this like falling down bunker. There's so yeah. many, the, the characters in this are great. The, the art is spectacular. The, the way that the story ends, it just crescendos into a beautiful moment that was seated in the first issue. And it, it made me not happy. But because it's a war story, but I was just so incredibly impressed. I, I love this book a thousand percent. It's so good. Uh, I'm not a big war story fan for the most part, but there are certain ones that will get me. Uh, and it's usually Garth Ennis comics. Um, he does some of the best war stories. But uh, yeah, I highly agree. I think this is another one of the best books put out by TKO so far. And uh, I definitely want to finish this one. This one was great. Len. I I love a good war story. Um, I don't I haven't read too many good war comic books, but a good war movie 
I, I will love. And my, probably my favorite war movies are the ones that have to deal with a group of people having to deal with some type of situation, whether or not yeah. it be a mission or something that they're involved in. Case in point, Kelly's Heroes, which is referenced on, on behind me back there. Um, but like most war movies, especially here in the United States, they're from the United States point of view, which means that it's, it's just, you know, it's, it's a sausage party. Um, so to have this book be centered around a group of women and them feeling 100% feminine, um, yet still, you know, strong, still with distinct personalities and having that come from a whole um, Russian point of view, which offers you a different, a different take on how the women are treated and, and how their upbringing and how they're experiencing this war um, was very fascinating, enlightening, enjoyable, um, and extremely well done. The details in the storytelling, the details in the world building, the details in the art. Um, Garth Ennis, I always like his war stuff more than anything. Steve Epting is an artist who, he's actually grown into one of those artists that if he's doing it, um, it's gotta be absolute dog food for me not to buy it because I just love everything he does. Um, I don't remember him being this good in Captain America. No, he wasn't. Right? He's right? grown Absolutely. so much, yeah. so much from since Captain America. Like, it was everything good. he's done from there but, has been light years different. Yo, the, I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, this is definitely the best Epting I've ever seen. The women's faces are so distinct; oh. it's insane. Like, um, they are not all the same woman. This is yeah. so good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you gave this to another artist, uh, all the women would look the same. Um, they'd be indistinguishable from each other, and this, yeah, every woman is physically different than the the one next to her. So, are these based? These could easily be based on photographs of these actual women, you know, and that that's might true. be why that's true. That probably helped a lot if that's yeah. the case. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This this uh, lineup, it's uh, like he in the the far right, the 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 younger woman, Liddy, like there's Terry Moore in there. There, yep. like it's. This this art is just spectacular, and it really did sell it for me. Uh, it put it over the edge. Um, and what what you were saying before too, Len the the idea that it's a it's a Russian perspective. Um, even these women, like it's not a spoiler. Later on, like the main character Sarah is very very jaded. She's been a part of the war effort for a long time. Mm -hmm. But they get into there's a whole subplot about the the propaganda machine of the Soviet Union and her disdain for it. So there's a there's an officer that's that's um, assigned to them uh, to kind of like yeah craft these stories and right, right. that becomes its own kind of subplot. There's there's a lot of layers to this book. So by the time that they introduce the idea, I think it's an issue four, like right towards the end, they introduce mm -hmm. the conflict of a rival sniper. You're like, how the fuck is this book gonna fit all this shit in? Yeah, in two more issues, and it does. It's so good. This book is great. It's just yeah. great. Um, so I noticed also it says TKO presents, whereas all the other ones say TKO present a world by. And, yeah. you know, I was like, I wonder why that is. It's because it's based on a true story. I right. just, yeah, this isn't a, not, yeah, they have not presented this world. Also, I feel like every other book that we've read, no, no matter how they end up, no matter how they end, uh, they might have sequels, whereas this will not. This is a story. 
uh, like what full, Sarah later on. Full one and done. Yeah, there's going to be no further adventures of Sarah. Oh, oh. Uh, <laughs> oh no, so, no, not in that. It's just it's a complete right, right, right. story. The story's done. Right, right. So I really like the art. Um, oh. I like JD. You'd probably be able to name. Oh. <laughs> all right. You, that's all right. You'd probably be able to name it better than me. Um, like what it is called, but it kind of like digitally painted. I'm I'm always down for this style of art that's like kind of realist, you know, sort of yeah. thing. I definitely felt like I was reading a Black Widow comic for mm. a while, um, yeah. you know, just because of my background. I'm not I'm not a huge War Story fan or a, or a big Garth Ennis fan. So this is uh, that being said. I thought it was a really well-told story, and I really, you know, not my kind of thing, but yeah. superbly done um, yeah. and interesting. I also think that this Garth Ennis, I hope, has found a comic book company home for his war stories, because I think yeah. the packaging and their publishing model fits these stories perfectly, because I don't think these are like, these are not going to be like, huge sellers and you don't want to have to be sitting there waiting from you know month to month for the issues and i don't think he even wants to i think he probably in yeah. if he, in his druthers would rather just be able to put it out whole cloth mm. as a book yeah if you give me a war story by garth ennis every year tko i will purchase it sight unseen <laughs> this, is, this is fantastic will can we talk about the trade you? paperbacks and how they are a larger format than most other trades um no, but we are now. Yeah, right. I was just, you know, thinking about the artwork and how it's, it's, you know, not quite as small as trade paperbacks usually from Marvel or DC. They're slightly taller, um, and it's, it's, it's. I like the format a lot. It's nice to look at the art that a little, a slightly bigger. Yeah, and you know what? That format, because as Noel will show you, the the, the trade paperbacks are darn near, if not equal to, the size of like an omnibus hardback. Um, yeah. That will do very well in selling the artwork. That, that it, but that is where a book like the, um, in my opinion, a book like Eva Extinction and even more the banks, I think it will hurt them with that mm. art being blown up that that big, even in a collected edition. It just, yeah. it just won't, um, it won't match the same gravitas. Yes, of, to, of that uh, I so uh, the physical copies that I do have are Eve of Extinction, Sarah, and Sentient. Oh, uh, and and um, Doctor Fang. I've got four of them. Um, it's a little jarring in Sentient because you've got that kind of gritty, muddy kind of thing. And right. In Eve of Extinction, the I had noticed it, but I didn't articulate it very well. But you did, Len. The idea where you can almost see the layers mm -hmm. between the art and the lettering and the fabric or like the, the art lettering, the digital lettering and the color, like I could see, you could see that a little bit more in yeah. the, in the print version. Um, but with Sarah, it's just, it's all hand done and it's all gorgeous. Perfect. Yeah. And the, the fearsome thing, which I'm sure we'll talk about the Dan McQuaid art also, it's very yeah. classic. It's very, it's very there. There's no, there's no, um, production manipulation that's noticeable at all right well i, I do want to clarify um the the word bubbles and everything are not hand drawn in sarah oh it's still it's still done in illustrator but it, i think it matches the style of the artwork exactly yes thank you it's yeah it's not hand lettered i'm sorry 
No, it's okay. Uh, should we move on to Goodnight Paradise? Sure. Yes. Because we're gonna. We're moving on. Here we go. Uh, from the Eisner Award-nominated creators Joshua Desart and Alberto Ponticelli comes a searing murder mystery. Unlike unlikely homeless hero, Eddie investigates the brutal murder of a runaway teenage girl. But can he alone bring her killer or killers to justice? Um, <clears throat> this might be one of my least favorite of them. Um, I did not get as involved with the characters as I did some of the other books. Um, the art, is, you know, to go back to what we were talking about with the art versus the um, the lettering and everything, the art in this book, I don't, and again, I don't know if it's because it's a digital copy and they just uploaded seven, you know, 100 DPI as opposed to 300 DPI. The artwork is so fuzzy and um, kind of very muted. And um, it, it just, it pulls me out because the all the artwork is so fuzzy. Uh, it, it was hard to get involved in the story. Um, but other than that, I just didn't find myself overly engaged. What did you guys think about this book? Uh, I, as a note, I have a different cover than you do, but they have- That's the cover in the box. Oh, okay. Yeah. They're Similar themes, though they're both like something on fire, and they're both cool. I, I absolutely loved this. Mm. Ah, tell mm. us why. Um, I, I, I just, I just absolutely loved it. Uh, I loved the idea of a detective story that's uh, very askew. Um, in college, I. <laughs> this is stupid, but in college, uh, floated around an idea of writing a story with a couple of friends about essentially a murder mystery, but it was, I think we had a, a pimp trying to find out who's killing all of his uh, prostitutes. The idea of having a murder mystery and a detective story without ever using a detective, mm -hmm. I thought was really, really cool. And you've got this, this homeless drunk who almost like a natural ability to notice patterns just can't get it out of his head and is keeps stumbling into clues for this, this murdered woman that no one cares about. I, I thought it was great. I want to read the rest of this. You know what it is, Noel? Um, I think my problem with it is that there was already a story like this put out by Black Mask Studios called The Dregs. And we reviewed it for spoiler alert a couple years ago. And it's another detective story about a homeless detective trying to solve uh, murders of uh, homeless people, I believe. Mm -hmm. And that was written by, it was by Lonnie, Lonnie Nadler and Zach Thompson. Um, so yeah, I already had that in my, in the back of my brain stuff. The so, Dregs? The Dregs. D-R-E-G-S. What did you think, uh, Len? This, uh, was my favorite book. What? Uh, this, was, this was absolutely my favorite book. I had absolutely no idea that I would um, resonate with this homeless guy so much. Yeah. I love the idea that not only is this book told from the detective's point of view, but we're being introduced into the point of view of the homeless world. The world yeah. is seen from their vantage point from their vantage point, whether or not they're on the bench or they're um, they're in the alley sleeping or they, they're drunk 
in the RV. Um, I love that. I love absolutely everything about this book. The art that you mentioned, that while it may have like a little bit of a, a grit and um, a fuzziness to it, to me, it reminded me of my favorite issues of um, even like uh, maybe like uh, heavy metal or epic illustrated back in the day. Um, it had like a little bit of like a. Um, you know, a crumb style to it. Uh, I was into it. I was, it, it felt like homeless LA, you know, yeah. homeless California. It felt like real, real lit. It felt like California, but definitely from the homeless point of view, yeah. you know, I, go ahead, go ahead, Noel. Well, I was going to say like, it, it is so, the story itself, like when you, when you break it apart, it is so incredibly stereotypical for a noir. Like they introduce you to the beatdown character, yeah. uh, the the broken relationship and then subtly or, or like slowly the cast of characters that are all their own like messy pieces and then you start to see it kind of like fall into place just like a classic noir with like that is by the numbers except that it's from this perspective that's just engaging like you kind of see this this new world uh that we're not you know Mm, graciously mm. privy to well well that we pass by every day yeah. because how often are we there and the homeless guy is you know in our minds spewing nothing you know yeah. talking about people walking the wrong way, the wrong way. <laughs> you know but but also you know could easily just be there trying to connect the dots of things that he he is seeing as he's going um, going through his life. I was totally engaged in this book. I loved every single moment of the book. Um, the, it, it, was just a, it was just a home run and, and knockout. This was my absolute favorite book. Yeah. Wow. If I, I had to, if you will. Yeah, the knockout. Yes, <laughs> yes it was. If I hadn't read all of Sarah to like really like live in it, this would have been my favorite. Wow. Like there are, there are three, across all of these there are three that were just that are just dynamite and that was sentient mm. sarah and this for me mm. like i, uh, I felt like a weird a weird duality about this book i found the characters like very engaging and very very interesting each in their own right and and real you know which was cool i also found it a, a bit of a struggle to get through you know not mm. because, not because of like the the tone of the story or anything just for whatever reason, maybe partially the art, which I liked, but still was like maybe a bit of a hang up. I love a noir story. You know, I love that kind of thing. Um, so it could shape into up into a book that I really enjoyed this first issue. I was like back and forth about stuff. I really liked stuff that didn't really, that I didn't really get into, but, um, I just happened upon this one with them riding bicycles. Uh, nobody, no main character in the story, but it's just really coolly illustrated. I think the lights, you know, on the on the wheels, they're supposed to be lit up. Yeah, cool. yeah. It's a cool thing. Um, the way that they hang out in the RV and they're in a bunch of different spots, that mm -hmm. was very cool. Um, and it's this, it's this guy's life, you know, which you really get the flavor of this of this gentleman's life, you know what I mean? Or like a main a main problem for him too is that he fact that he hasn't shit in like three days. Yeah, there's, right, 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 right. And he's putting down food that then later, you know, his other source of food is a dumpster, you know, but it's this complicated existence. Um, 
and yeah, the guy, you're going the wrong way. That was that was a delight of a character. You yes. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and they're nice to each other too, which is cool. You know, mm-hmm. like they look out for each other and they care about each other. Um, and you know, and he cares about this girl that you know he wants to find out. And an intriguing mystery: why are these things? You know, uh, why does he have a nickname for a guy who looks yeah, like? Yeah, you know. Yeah, you've got a a, a black gay kid. Mm-hmm. who was seen with this girl who was dating a white supremacist with an attack dog. And mm-hmm. they all seem to be friends, even though none of them should be linked mm-hmm. in a social circle and why that all is. And it like, it's just, I like this book mm. a shit ton, like a lot. I'm, I'm glad everyone enjoyed it more yeah. than I did. Um, I found a little bit of a struggle to get through. Um, so I'm glad everyone is really enjoying it. I well, feel- we're glad you're glad. I, I feel bad. You know, this guy lives, th- this family is letting him, our main character, kind of sleep in the alleyway next to their house. Yeah. Um, and he, he just takes a big shit. He does. Well, I mean, he needed, he's been coming. Yeah. He needed it. Yeah. Just, it's unfortunate. Just curious about, about that situation there. Yeah. He cleans it up. Right. Yeah, maybe he cleans it up himself. This was another book. This was another book that um, uh, I'm glad you pointed out, V, about like the, the lights on uh, in the spokes of the bicycle. I thought that this book, as opposed to some of the other books, particularly the banks, and I and it's not that I want to. I don't mean to like. I'm not taking a dump on the banks or anything like that. You like the banks, right? <laughs> because I did like it. I, I liked them all. I did, but it's it's like this book. The coloring helps set the tone. It helps sets the tone from yeah. daylight to mm-hmm. to dusk mm-hmm. to evening, you know. Whereas in the banks, it's it's another one where I don't. I think the coloring could have played more of a part in separating, if nothing else, just the um, the time, time periods yeah. that you were in. You know what I mean? So yeah, I, I'm so really glad you brought that up, Land. The coloring is really nice. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's gorgeous. You know, honestly, I didn't even think about it because um, it didn't. It was so naturalistic and didn't pull me out of the story in the way that some colorist coloring does. Uh, this is actually really great coloring. I love this. Let's move on to the next book, uh, which is called The Seven Deadly Sins, and this is a western. And let's see, uh, by Zay Chun and Artyom. Trakhanov, Trakhanov, Artyom Trakhanov, 1867, the Wild West, a kidnapped child, a fallen priest, a deadly crew of death row criminals led by an African-American outlaw who embark on a bloody quest for redemption and revenge to gain what they've searched for their entire lives. Freedom! Uh, This is the first book that I read from TKO, and I read this quite a while ago. And uh, I think I'm friends with the artist on Facebook or something, and that's what sort of grabbed my attention, Artyom. Uh, I'm not, I have no idea how to say that name, Trakhanov, but uh, the art in this book is the MVP. I really love the artwork in this. And um, it's a pretty fun Western. If you like a Western story, uh, which I sometimes do, um, this is a fun one. I really enjoyed this. And um, again, the art really, really helped. I think the art is just top notch. I love it. It's it's um, sort of cartoony without being overly so. Um, 
And it's just, it's well, really well crafted. What did you guys think? I think that the art itself, the artwork, the artist is good. I think the art is very well done. I think his storytelling is very distracting and not clear. Um, and that really made this a hard read for me. I don't really? think, yeah, I, there are some pages where the dialogue is leading you one way and the art is taking you totally someplace else. Um, something will be in the foreground, yet you're really referencing something deep in the background. I, I found the art um, good stylistically. It felt like a dirty, gritty Western, but yeah. just the storytelling of it was just too hard to follow. And ultimately that just left me on the end of not really enjoying the book. Um, and I wanted to, because I'm a sucker for a good Western, but that artwork was just taking me, taking me out of it. And, um, wow. and, I, and this, this was my least favorite book. It's a good book. I'm not going to say this is not a good book. Um, and maybe if I read it together as a, as a whole, it might read a little bit better because maybe the storytelling it improves. But in the first issue, it, 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 was, uh, it was hard for me to follow. And it looked like B, it looked like you might have been agreeing with me on that. I was, I was hardcore agreeing with you, Len, and I'm glad that you segued into that because I had not named it, you know, in my head, but I think I totally agree. The art individually, as in any individual piece, is good. The, I found it hard to track this story, you know, and some of that, you know, may have been the writing as well, but um, I found the, the world intriguing, the cast of characters intriguing. Mm -hmm. I... I, I found myself wondering what the intro like part has to do with anything else. Presumably we will find that out, but um, uh, it would be weird if they just had that intro and then never touched on that at all. Right. Um, but um, uh, yeah, I found it, I found the art a little jarring to read as a story art. Like I like each page in each panel. Um, the it's a it's a weird but very interesting choice to have this guy's face on the back of his coat in uh, yeah yeah it's it's it looks cool it looks a little out of place um i'm not sure if he has that picture on his coat given the no. set well I thought, I thought that it was supposed to be like you know using the coat to be like a part of a caption it's of a, a transition choice like it's it's not the coat yeah, but, it, but the transition oh, didn't work for me. Yeah, there's a lot of style over substance. Yeah, and... Oh, see, I thought it was pretty obvious. You I, know, we're, we're doing a, um, a movie transition of, of an overlay of you've got this guy walking away, but then within the confines of its coat, we are starting to see um, the next scene that's take cool. place. Start that's to form, cool. And I thought it was really cool. It's a really cool idea once you guys spell it out for me like that. You know, it's great. And... I love an artistic attempt. You know what I mean? Didn't mm -hmm. land for me, but cool ideas are cool to put out into the world. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So, yeah, overall, you know, there are pluses and minuses to this book. Um, the character. You know what? You know what would help it? I'm sorry to interrupt you, Brian. I think what might have helped this particular transition is we see his face on the back of the coat, and then the next panel is that same. The same. Yeah. The same face, maybe you just move the mouth a little bit so that you see that it's in the middle of talking and yes. saying a different word than he is. Um, yeah. But yeah, because the transition from here to that next upper panel is a completely different um, visual, so, I don't think it 
your brain's able to track it quite as well some, as it could have something, yeah. something like that versus how they break the panel in something like this, where the main character is kind of uh, breaking. I see, I can't really see it on the screen. Yeah. Either way, it's it's page on the digital reader. It's page thirty-five. He breaks through the foreground, uh, the the panels themselves over the borders, and the coloring kind of changes. So that's that style to show you how forceful he is in that moment with blood dripping from his hands. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. That that helps the story where there's some choices that are made that are almost kind of a hindrance to tracking what's going on. I I liked this ultimately, but it was. For me, it was the hardest one to get through. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. The art. The, I gotta say, the art was so engaging and so different uh, at different points. I loved. I loved the character designs. They were awesome. Yes. Um. I loved uh specific scenes, but I had to like go back and start a couple times, like mm. just to. Mm. It didn't. It didn't keep me as much. This one and one that's coming up, I think, were the weakest for oh, issues. But um, in comparison, like the Fang, in comparison to this and Fang, that one was much more polished in its in its kind of like wild art style. So it was easier for me to just kind of like roll with as opposed to this was a little bit more challenging, which is not technically a bad thing. It's just. Hmm. I, lo I love it. I love it so much. Look at this panel. <laughs> Hold on. I mean, yeah, that's it. That's the thing. It's that's great. Thing. You're looking at a panel, but we're yeah. talking about the book as a whole. Yeah. Look, the the crash of the of the um of the of the, the like the wagon like the, yeah. they were all showing there. them inside of it, the juxtaposed with the actual. That's fantastic. But mm -hmm. the page before and the page after, uh, it's it's less of a connection. It's like a, it's like a bunch of fantastic splash yeah. pages squeezed yeah, yeah. into panels. Like also, and it's so jumbled. We're talking about lettering. The artist has drawn in the word yeah. crap there as part of yeah. the mm. layout, which mm. I always love. I, I love when an, any, uh, an artist just writes it in there. Or in movies um, where like the head, some text on screen is like in perspective with things or part of yeah. it. It's cool. Specifically, I think of um, Scott Pilgrim where the sound uh, effect comes yeah. up and yeah. then the person gets punched through that sound effect and the yeah. sound effect shatters like glass. It is cool. So uh, good. Um, well, I mean, I mean, I get it. I get it. Um, it is an acquired taste. Uh, I don't think. I mean, I can. I get why you guys might not like the artwork, but um, nobody said they didn't like the artwork. Actually, everyone says they really like the artwork. We're very clear. <laughs> All right. So you 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 say you know what I'm trying to say. So you say it so that you understand what I'm no, trying to say. No, 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 no. It's not that. Like you, you're saying we don't like the artwork. It's how it's being told in this. Your story. giant problem with this book is the artwork. No, our I'm giant problem in the book is not the artwork. It's the storytelling of the art, which, which is, is the artwork. Which no. Is, no, no, it's not. No, it's not. The writing a little hard to. The writing was like a little hard to track. But yes, JD, the sequentiality of the artwork, which is intrinsic to the artwork in this medium. Was our problem with the with the thing? Thank you. It, it just the the way that it was. We're playing word games, but you know what I'm saying. I, I do know what you're saying, and the way and the only reason why I wanted to try and correct poorly is because it sounds like we're shitting on the artist. Oh no, 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 no! But but just saying we have a problem with the artwork sounds like we're shitting on the artist, and we're not. Yeah, we so we are correcting you, JD. Oh, I oh I noticed. <laughs> 
I noticed. Um, what? I put my finger up in a in an accusatory way earlier when I. Oh. <laughs> um, so uh, I lost my. Oh, oh, my favorite bit here, though. I do like a badass moment. Mm. And so earlier in the book, um, uh, a gentleman has grabbed this woman's breast and was like talking about, uh, I guess, milking her. Mm. Um, and so mm. later on, when she is freed and he is at her mercy, she cuts off his hand and she says, what did you say earlier? You wanted to milk me? Milk me now, motherfucker. And she like cuts off his hand. Yeah. Which, Yo, I, bet the, I, like uh, I bet like I, I kind of thought you were going to talk about when the Asian surgeon um, dislocates his thumbs to get him out of the thing. That was my favorite part. Oh, yeah. That dude's going to be a real quiet badass, <laughs> I think. I think he's going to be, like, you know, the ultra-competent, like, knowledgeable badass guy. Yeah. 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 But uh, I think the characters yeah. in here are a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah the thing a little broad. They're a little yeah. broad. But the seven deadly broad. sins that are uh, uh, characters. Yeah. 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 yeah well, it's a Western. Oh yeah, absolutely. Everyone's an archetype, and they're supposed to be. Like that's the that's the uh, that's the genre, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is the hateful eight. All right. So the fearsome Doctor Fang is uh, is the last book uh, that we're going to be discussing today. Mike Weiss, Say Chun, and uh, Dan McDade. Say Chun also, who was one of the the writer of the uh, Seven Deadly Sins just now. Oh. In this globe-trotting adventure, a street cop and a treasure hunter pursue dashing Chinese criminal mastermind, the fearsome Dr. Fang. But when they discover Fang is working undercover, our trio must join forces to stop evil from awakening an ancient power. Look at that cover! Cool cover. Oh cool cover. God. Yeah, that's that issue five. That's not the one that I have, but yeah. Oh, that's, yeah, that's issue number five. No, yeah. number four. All of the covers... All of the covers are great. Yeah, um, I'm holding it up, but you can't see it because I'm not visual right now. No, um, but this this one feels the most like silver or gold. Not even is it silver age or even golden early? age? Golden I age, golden age, like pulp novel age. Yeah. You know, yeah, 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 golden age pulp novel adventure work. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I'm, god damn it, I love the art in this one as well. Um, I'm curious to see what you guys thought. Um, I thought this was a bucket of fun. Um, uh, it's very much an old-timey adventure. It's, again, very broad. Um, parts of it felt pretty racist um, because I think that is the time period it exists in. Sure. Not you know, It's one of those things where uh, the racism is the, a fault of the characters, not of the creator of the comic book, which I think is an important distinction. Seven um, yeah, what did you guys think? Um, I thought it was great. Uh, Seven Deadly Sins, I think, was the same. It was the world that it was in. Uh, you know, it, it sucks, but that's the, the world that it inhabits. Um, and it's a choice. I, I thought it was great. While I was reading it, I think this was my favorite book. Um, part of that is the, yeah, it's cool. So grandiose, you know, melodramatic, really. Um, part of the reason why I liked it so much was the world that, you know, like the pulp novel kind of story that it was. Uh, but it was also a really well-told pulp novel story with cool, splashy kind of action and very cool twists. You know, the idea that the... Um, I wondered if there was a little time travel element with they think they're chasing down Dr. Fang and he's like, you, the brother, have to die 
now, you know, and I kind of wondered if he was from the future. I'm thinking, no, I think he predicted that. But yeah. the idea of this, like, this, like, shadowy villain that isn't the guy that they're chasing, he's a good guy. Um, or at least an anti-hero of some yeah, sort. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's working for the good, you know, in some way. And uh, turns certain things on its head, but also classic, like, mystery uh, intrigue of who is the guy that was that seemingly killed the brother? Who is the guy that they thought was Dr. Fang? Is there a Dr. Fang, or is it all just mystery and myth? Um, and then the twist at the end, you know, with the, with the brother. Um, mm -hmm. Another layer of mystery, the female thief. Classic character, interesting character, you know? Um, yeah. I, I had a lot of fun. Part of that's because I like this genre, and part of that's because it's a great story. Yeah. Len. Hello. Ah. <laughs> no, I enjoyed uh, I enjoyed this book a lot. It was it was buckets of fun. I'm a, I these uh, TKO books are are um, they're speaking to me, man, because uh, a really good you know old timey serial told with a little bit of a 20th 21st century perspective can really like uh, wet my whistle. Um, yeah, man. So this was this was uh, a lot of fun. The 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 kind of twist with. The, the, the whole title being the fearsome Dr. Fang, and yet he's not the Dr. Fang that you think he is. It's mm -hmm. like, was real cool. The artwork was definitely took you back to the early days of, you know, Joe Simon or Jack Kirby back yeah. in those days. Um, it was, it was just a win. The, the, the old time, you know, look of the book, the coloring was, the coloring was definitely up today, but still homaged, um, mm -hmm. you know, the more basic coloring of yesterday in the comic book, but it still made it feel like, almost like a movie from the thirties and forties. Uh, um, it was just a win. It was a win. It was a, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I, the, go ahead. No, no. I was just saying it's very warm. All the coloring is very warm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, the coloring is so lush and uh, yeah. vibrant. Um, oh, it's I love it. And then, um, but then when certain things happen, um, everything shifts. Uh, when they do like little like a little flashback within the scene. Yes, you can tell the difference. Yes, it's all mono monochromatic. Right. Um, yeah, the coloring right. in this is top notch. I love the art so much. The ink work is so just. Oh, um, lush. It's, it's very rich. Yes. And inky and chunky. Um, I love, yeah, I love the ink work, yeah. man. Yeah. And then the layouts, the, the page layouts. Did you guys find this hard to follow? Because No. No. No, the artwork was good and so with the storytelling. Everything mm -hmm. was good in this book. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I like love the, uh, the twist with the, like, mystical, you know, he does the earthquake and then later he's like, I didn't, there's no magic. I didn't make an earthquake. I predicted it. Right. I love that kind of sucker. You know, yeah, I love that kind of like um, that kind of twist where he uh, seemed to be doing magic. Also got a real good goal. The secret, the secret treasure of Kublai Khan that's probably full of riches, but one really valuable thing, valuable beyond wealth, you know, kind of deal, I assume. Um, but yeah, I like the, the like super scientist character with the oh, with the earthquake deal no uh i i this book was great um i i love the art i actually more than anything the uh like if it was an order for me 
It goes art, premise, and then the writing. Like, in a weird way, the weakest thing was the the script. Mm-hmm. Um, but everything else just elevated it so much. Um, I, I'm actually looking forward into digging into the second issue. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, like, it, it just finds its footing past premise. Mm-hmm. Um, I love this. This was so fun. Uh, I looked up, because yeah, I love the art so much, I looked up Dan McDade. And I guess currently he's doing IDW's Firefly. Oh, okay. oh wow! Yeah, so I'm I'm I might go back and try and read that. It's I think it's Greg Pack and him. Mm. Nice. Yeah. Mm. So like getting good good guys to draw those Buffy books. I know, like all mm. of those. Well, just IDW in general. Well, that's Boom. Sorry. Right. Oh. Boom is Buffy. Oh. IDW is Firefly. I think. I didn't realize there were different publishers. Nice. So. Okay. Thank you. It, regardless, though, those uh, those like Whedonverse books are getting all these great artists like Dan Mora yeah. and yeah. Dan McDade and stuff. This like I'm gonna go back and try that too because, I, like I said, the art was just phenomenal. He captured genre, he captured tone, he captured excellent action. Like this was just awesome, yeah. and the acting was fantastic too. Yeah. Each one of these covers. I want to frame each one of them or get a poster of it. There's yeah. all the covers are so good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, oh, I just realized I just realized that issue one and issue six are mirrors of each other. Yeah. Oh, that is cool. Isn't that cool? Yeah. I like I'll always like this stuff happening in a silhouette thing, you know, like a silhouette of yeah. something else and there's action. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. this this was great. I, I'm I'm gonna read more of this for sure. It's um, the most action packed adventure. It heralds on the cover right here. Do you guys want to rank these books? Nah. Sure. Okay. Well, <laughs> um, <laughs> like your level of enjoyment in that. Yeah. Yeah. I hate choosing. You know, I'm like, oh, I like these two, but in different ways. But I'll go along with you guys. Well, uh, favorites, just straight up favorites, right? Who wants to go first? Anybody? Let's do a top three each. How about that? Top three? Top three. Okay. Top three each. I'm down. No, are you ready to go with it since you brought it up? Uh, sure. Um, Do it. Sarah, Sentient, and um, Good Night. What? Wait, already lost. Good Night, par- good night Paradise. Yes, yeah, Good Night Paradise. That's like those, cool. three, those three stories uh, and art com- combinations were just perfect. Yeah. Like if, if I clung to the writing of Fearsome Fang a little bit more, it would have easily just rocketed all the way up. Hmm. Uh, I would say Good Night Paradise is easily my favorite. I'm I'm going to rank these like you know because I'm I'm a trade guy. So which of these are, are the trades that I will definitely buy? Hmm. And right now, sight unseen, it would be Good Night Paradise. Mm, sentient and the banks. Yeah, you know what? I want to read the rest of the banks. I want to read the rest of Pound for Pound, mm-hmm. uh, and I want to read the rest of. Um, oh, well, oh, oh! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! I got. I, I forgot. I, I totally forgot about Pound for Pound. I'm sorry. Let's list our top eight of these. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Good Night Paradise. This is awful. They're all good. Yeah, I, they are. Good Night Paradise. Um, pound for Pound. The banks. Those are the ones that I would buy right off the top. Nice. And when you so do, you just dropped sentiment. Don't forget to send them to my store. Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex, Maniunk, Pennsylvania. Right. 
Well, or I mean, you could really drop be able to sign up Amalgam with them as well and maybe throw them a couple of bucks. Sure. Uh, yeah. Oh, if they're not in there already. Let me see. Yeah, I hope they are. I'll check. Um, you guys keep talking. Brian. All right. I am going to say the banks, if you guys recall. Mm -hmm. So, like, real surprise hit for me. Um, sentient. Fearsome Dr. Fang. Um, Goodnight Paradise. Very cool choice. Great title, great look, and I'd probably enjoy reading the rest of it. Uh, but yeah, those are, uh, I think those are my top, my top three, you know, uh, very enjoyable books. Nice. Yeah. Um, I think the only one of these that I'm not going to finish is Goodnight Paradise. That's probably the only one. If I had, I'd probably read all the rest of these. But if you guys finish Goodnight Paradise and you're like, that shit was dope. I would go back and read it. I would finish it. Um, but my top three are going to be Sentient at the top, then Sarah by Garth Ennis, and then The Fearsome Dr. Fang. In that order? Mine was not in order. Yeah. I just want to get that out there. So mine was in order, yeah. Fantastic. Um, yeah, Sentient is probably my favorite one. I had such – like yeah. I literally closed it and was like, oh, shit. Mm. So that's a, that's a good way to end a book, I think. I had an oh, shit moment. I was like, oh, man, I can't wait to see where this goes. I didn't see it coming. Yeah. I'll tell you. Oh yeah, I. That's yeah. the thing. We are, we are choosing between like good shit. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. like the, or, all. Let's, let's say pizza instead of good shits. Okay, good pizza. Good pizza. Because like every all eight of these books, I'll be I'll be honest. I'll put this out there. All Thank eight you. of these books are better than anything that we have read in the last month on Spoiler Alert. Hmm. For me, uh, for me. Uh, okay, fair enough. <laughs> oh, for you. Yeah. yeah. Well, that makes sense. Um, I just. Oh, you weren't speaking for all of us. Oh, my bad. My bad. I just, uh, <laughs> I just checked real quick. I just checked real quick, and both Johnny Destructors Hero Complex as well as Amalgam uh, Comics and Coffee House are available to right. immediately pick in the checkout. So oh, you, yeah. you go and shop on the website like normal. It's tkopresents.com. When you're in the checkout. You can just underneath the the total you there's a drop down and you and by alphabetical order you pick your comic shop. Oh, that's okay, cool. So you don't cool. Type it in. You don't and have it's to. Free, it's free shipping over thirty bucks, I think, too. So you buy two trades. Fifty percent of that goes to the shop of your choice. That's right. I, cool. just think, I just want to take one second and do. Um, I want to clarify something. Normally, with when we do the spoiler alert podcast, we're just talking about the books we read this week. We're we're not trying to push any anything. Uh, we're not trying to get anyone to buy anything, but yeah. I'm aware that um, TKO is doing something really cool to help your local comic shops. Um, and I don't want people to think that we're doing this just to get people to buy these books to help. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I legitimately like most of these books. Um, there's just yeah. something within me that was like, I hope people don't think we're just trying to sell yeah. TKO. Um, uh, another another publisher that's doing a similar thing, exactly the same thing, is Black Mass Studios. Um, so and they have a, a really um, a wide berth of uh, or a wide selection of books to choose from. My favorites from them are um, We Can Never Go Home and Four Kids Walk Into a Bank. So if you're looking for good books from another publisher, check them out as well. But yeah, I think any of these would be worth your money if you go to tkopresents.com and. Um, Pick them, and they will send half of the money to your local comic shop, whatever one you pick. JD, I mean, this is 
this is hard times. This is, uh, and I think all of us appreciate when somebody does something awesome and nice. And that is what I, and I think all of you guys are responding to about this TKO thing. I mean, you yeah. personally own a comic store, but I think you'd react the same way even if you didn't. And yeah. none of us do, and we and we do feel that way. You know, it's it's a great, really, really generous thing for them to do. And I think that that deserves a lot of recognition. And, uh, and we're giving it to them. And we like these books, as you said, you know, and if, and if people like them and they, and they buy them, it's a win, 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 win situation. However many. Hey, um, if, if we're going to, if we're going to do this legit and first of all, we wouldn't have talked about all these books if we didn't think that we liked them all. Like yeah. it would have been a conversation beforehand of like, Hey, let's not talk about seven deadly sins. Let's not talk about yeah. good night, uh, paradise. But yeah. It, it, like we we always try and be positive. If if all of us shit on something, then it's just like, hey, let's save it for not the show. Yeah. yeah. Um. But uh, in in regards to Black Mask, do you know how they were doing their their thing? Because I just really quick went through like a cart situation, and I'm not sure how to name check a shop. Do you remember? Because I've already received uh, like ten or twenty dollars from them, so someone did it. Um, cool. I thought it was like you at the end, you can leave like notes and then just write the comic shop in the notes. Okay. Uh, special. I'm not sure. I haven't done it. Special instructions for seller then you say? Yes. Probably, yeah. All right. Special instructions, write the comic shop of your choice. Uh, and, and email. I guess I was going to say like be detailed. Yeah. Like city and state maybe. Yeah. At yeah. Very least. Yeah. Uh, I think it was Manny like name and email at store. Manny Young. Not a usual word. M A N A U. It's Philadelphia. It's M A. Oh, it's Philadelphia. Okay, yeah, that's Philadelphia. Philadelphia. It's just Philadelphia. Manayunk is a subsection of Philadelphia. It's right, a neighborhood. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Don't don't buy into the hype. It's yeah. Philadelphia. We're just no, we're no, still no, Philadelphia. No, Even though Philadelphians don't like to call us Philly, yeah, we Philly. pay the taxes. We're Philly. Yeah. 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 No, um, we, we don't mind calling you Philly. We get tired of y'all with you want to only be called Manayunk. No, no, it's just a neighborhood. It's a, it's a way to, it's a way to say like we're not as cool as you. Relax. Yeah, yeah. You could just say yeah, that. but if people who live in South Philly say they live in South Philly. Yeah, they, they're cool. Yeah, they but it's different. It's South Philly, and they don't say yeah. South Philadelphia. They say South Philly. Yeah, that's true. And yeah. they say it with a gun. All right, guys. Oh, what, do we have any ideas for next week? Since no new books are coming out, are we just going to start doing book club or what? We could do that. We could start doing book club. We could start talking about some comic, some comic or pop culture stuff I was, if we want to. Yeah, I know do, that. Do you want to do a mishmash of book club and and old fashioned gutter talk? Sure. We could do, do something that. like that. We could figure out exactly. Yeah, well, we could take suggestions. We could do know. all of this offline. That's we true. Have, well, I thought figure I'd it out now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, we'll be back next week, probably next Sunday. Uh, if you want to join us live and comment with us and hang out, that would be awesome. We would love to see you and chat with you. Um, thank you so much for everyone joining us. Uh, you can help the show out if you go to patreon.com slash johnnydestructo. You can email us at cultpopgo at gmail.com. And uh, please like and review and share and all you know all the bullshit that you do with the media yeah. stuff. Do 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 every single thing, and then Brian, where can the people find you? Uh, I, my name is Brian Lieb. Uh, it's on the bottom of the screen. We're not audio only. Uh, L I E B. People still get it wrong a lot. <laughs> um, I'm at brianleibdesign.com. I'm at brianleib.com. They're the same website, <laughs> and um, you know, 
Draw me a line. Okay. <laughs> no. Uh, most people can find me um, sheltering in place in my home. Uh, the address there, no. <laughs> uh, it is forty-four thirty-eight nine five six two. Stop it! Uh, it's JD's Hero Complex. <laughs> yeah. Well, also, um, no, they can find us. Generally, we try to do um, thunder rounds on YouTube every Wednesday morning. Yes. Yeah. So uh, we're we're tr- because of because of our current situation, and also too just because we should have been doing it all along. We're trying to do more. We're trying to just provide more content, more conversation, because we can't do it in shops anymore. So let's try and do it online. Uh, we'll yeah. do. We're we're trying to do book clubs. We're trying to do more thunder rounds. Um, so you can find us all on these channels, uh, live on Facebook, uh, YouTube. You can at me at Mr. Bartocci M R B A R T O C C I on yeah bleh, Twitter. And we'll go from there. All right, Len. Hey, holla at the Bat Tribble. You can find me every place that you find Black Tribbles. Um, on Facebook, we have our, our Facebook group, Tribble Nation, where we get down, get down, and we are doing more video hangouts. Uh, we got an animated madness tournament going on. We did round one yesterday. I think we're going to do an, another round a little bit later today, because I got to get something to eat. Um, <laughs> but any place you find Black Tribbles, you can find us. Um, uh, the first round of the Animated Madness will be going up in our podcast stream sometime today. Um, and just holla out of trouble. Holla, 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 holla on all social medias. Love you. All right. Thank you so much for joining us, and we will talk at you later. Bye. Stop streaming. Yes. Thanks so much for listening to Spoiler Alert. Check out all our shows, including the Cannibal Horrorcast, where we review classic and contemporary horror. Oh, it's so spooky! And Gutter Talk with the Black Tribbles, recorded live every week at Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex in Nanyang, PA.